0: Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up August 1st through the 3rd. So call us today at one 800 49 or visit gatewaymen.com.
0: Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio.
1: Hey, radio listeners, welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Steven Stephen, how are you doing?
2: I am wonderful. I don't, I'm just excited. Some days I wake up excited. It's like life is happening. We're, and today we're going to do a podcast with our friends, and it's exciting.
1: You know, when you say that, it makes me think... Did you ever see the movie Jerry Maguire? Yes. And the the uh, they, they make these cuts every now and then to this motivational speaker guy, and he says... You know, just wake up in the morning and clap your hands and say it's a great day to be alive, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the mood you're in today, huh? So should I start? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, hey, before we jump in, I just wanna uh let our listeners know, as we do periodically, that you know, we are a listener supported broadcast and you know, especially as we're going through these summer months, it's not it's not atypical for uh, you know, nonprofit ministries to, to kind of see a dip in giving just because, you know, people are going on vacations. They've got different summer plans going on. But, you know, the work of, uh, Be Broken Ministries is never, uh, finished. <laughs> There's always sexual brokenness out there and men that need help. So if you would, uh, consider making a gift to help continue to support this broadcast, we would be so appreciative of that. We're thankful for the partnerships that we currently have of the people who are coming alongside and, and supporting this ministry. You can learn about the ways that you can give by simply going to pure sex com and clicking on the donate button. All right, Stephen, as you sometimes do, you, you jumped in the office here today and you said, uh, it's all about me. Go. And <laughs> it was like you wanted just, you didn't give me a much prep That's work great. on this. So. I like
2: to do this to Jonathan because I, he comes up fresh that way with ideas. <laughs> I've been cooking on this thought. Um, and most of our thoughts come from, From other men that we're working with, we do these intensive training weekends and Jonathan gives some talks and I get to listen to some guys talk about themselves. And, and this thought comes around again and again. It's, you know, it's Jonathan will stand up and say, you know, it's not about me. And, uh, there's too much me and there's too much you and there's too much self. And I was playing with this me. How much me is the right amount of me? Mm. So some dialogues are just thought-provoking dialogues. I'm not sure we're going to get to the end of this and have the absolute answer. But I think sometimes on on the journey called life, we must stop and reflect. And so this is a reflection dialogue. Hey, how much – well, no, let me ask you this. What's a line or two you know you've made at these conferences that, that go on? What do you say about me? What rolls out?
1: Well, I often, I often talk about it like uh, like it's a paradigm, meaning it's this – it's like a – not just a, th- no, no, don't explain. Just tell me
2: two or three lines with me in it that just come out of, you know, you say these lines are on the tip of Well, you've of your, already you- said it.
1: It's, it's all about me. That's one of the things that, that we say a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, my way, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, I'm in the center and everything revolves around me. That's it. You know? That's it.
2: In, in the addictive world, it's all about me. Right. So go on now. Give us, cause I want to make sure everybody
1: knows it's just, just the general concept of me. Well to me the 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 key thing that I'm that I try to communicate about this idea especially as it pertains to somebody who's drowning in an addiction mm-hmm. is it's not a conscious thought that's why I talk about it in terms of being like a paradigm it's more of a it's more of a system out of which you live it's like it's something that's been developed for a long time it's not something that a guy wakes up one day and goes you know what i think i want to make life all about me it's not yes. that cognitive it's not that it's not that rational
2: you know so it's interesting because you're talking about where they arrive at when they come see us, a whole lot of me thinking that's deeply ingrained in the system right that's mm-hmm. that that's prevalent so but I want us to widen this thing up because in the beginning of life, it is all about me mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need somebody to take care of me. I can do one thing when I'm born. It, it's a hundred percent about me.
1: And that's why I think it's an interesting sort of unconscious thing. I mean, what happens when a you know, when you've got a newborn? You know, they are completely helpless. Right. So while well, but the thing that's interesting is, you know, how many of us remember when we were four days old? We're, yeah. We we don't have any ability to understand. Were we conscious of our quote unquote selfishness? But that wasn't really even selfishness. It was like we survival. Had, we had yes. to depend on other people. You, you I needed had to, to get this for diaper off me. I needed yeah. food. I need food. I need, I some, need protection. I'm need. laying on a
2: rock and it's hurting underneath my blanket. I got to cry until somebody moved. I can't even roll over in the be, you know, understand? And,
1: and that's why I think there's a, you know, there is a, um, there is a health, and I don't know if we're going to get to this in this particular session, but there is, there is a healthy aspect to self care. Yes. So if you go all the way back to infancy, it's like, listen, am I going to, am I going to point my finger at that baby and say, you're just being self? It's like, no, they, they absolutely are totally 100% dependent. And it's okay that and it's, it's all fine. about them. It's and, fine. Yeah. And they
2: can stop the whole family with a cry and everybody can run and whatever their needs are, we jump and take, that's fine. And that's interesting because now you're talking about the continuum because you say somewhere in adulthood, there has to be a healthy part of me in there. Absolutely. Because I can't be a zero me.
1: Right. Right? We, I mean, that's part of – I think that's the challenge, and you see this a lot in counseling. That is the challenge in trying to help an addict because addicts typically have black and white thinking. So it's either either or. So either I'm selfish or I'm selfless. And, yes, and they yeah. can't. They can't. It's very hard for them to grasp. But even church will say, be
2: selfless, selfless, right. pour yourself all out. Well, I mean, wait a minute. You still need food. <laughs> yeah, you still
1: need comfort. You still need what, love. You know. <laughs> I gotta go to church. You know,
2: that takes away from somebody else. I'm sitting there. I'm not doing anything. anybody else, I'm doing what I gotta do. Yeah. So there is this balance, and 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 I, I want to talk about how do you think. We understand how much this has about me and, and, and when is it okay that it's about you and, and that I can stay in a dynamic with you and make it be about you more than it is about me. And then sometimes I want it to be about me. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you take care and, and mature and be reasonable and, you know, go from that birth where it's all about me to, to really what Jesus, you know, did, right? He went up to the mountains to pray some, to take care of himself, mm-hmm. right? He got a team of guys, and he worked with them. I mean, there has to be a sense that you're a human being, and you—you—you you, you, there has to be a good, reasonable bond. But there also has to be this good sense of share power and sacrifice yourself and not make it all about you. And so don't you think, and I guess this is the reason, I've had this thought and I said, well, we got to peel it back because it didn't start here in our 50s or 40s or 30s. Where did it start and where does a person learn how to do a good balance between let it be about me a little bit, no, let it be about you and let's pass it back and forth because some people, when it comes to you, they think, I don't have to listen to you. I don't care. I don't want to get involved. I'm I'm in my own world, mm-hmm. and that's that me thing, right? When I'm in my world, that's me taking care of me. And so I think it starts way early in childhood where you have a sense of we we go back and forth. We take care of each other. We listen to one another. We practice sharing with one another. And sometimes it's about me, and sometimes it's not. And what happens to a kid... That doesn't get that training. Mm-hmm. How, what do they do? It's just them with them all the time, sort of neglected, and they build a whole world around me.
1: And sometimes it can happen. I, I think there's a lot of uh, avenues by which that paradigm can start to form. You know, you mentioned some, you know, kind of the neglect side of it, and what happens when a kid's you know alone in the room all day, or they're alone you know, until 7, 8 o'clock at night when their parents come, you know, so they're just alone, alone, alone. The aloneness, there's a, you know, it's almost like they take those healthy needs, but they become cravings. And so then it sort of transfers into if if I'm even going to have a healthy baseline. And, again, this is all unconscious, I think, for, for a child especially, is now I have to do things to to kind of maybe act out to get any of that attention. So the healthy need through neglect becomes a craving. Hmm. That That's is like, it's, it's, so they don't have any healthy balance on that need. Another, and lack like of demand. Yeah, it's or, like. Or an acting out, right? Like, because... cause think about it. You know, attention is a healthy need. Somebody paying attention. Yes. To you. Yes. But when you're neglected and you have no one paying attention to you, that almost becomes this craving. It like, it, it becomes this, the, uh, the amount of need it's like it, it 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 doesn't you don't have any outlet for that. So in other words, if 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 every day you're not getting attention, it's almost like that's building up and up and up and up and up to where I need attention and it becomes this insatiable almost craving and so I'm gonna go you know what, I'm gonna go do something I'm gonna go break a window in the house. Well and you And could, then I'll get you attention. Could do something you know?
2: bad. And get attention. Or you could do something really good and be the pleaser, right? Mm -hmm. And please everybody and they all smile, right? And go, you're so wonderful. Look how wonderful you are. But you're sort of acting and going to the motion.
1: Another another avenue that I think in childhood can start to set up this paradigm is when, and to be honest with you, Stephen, I think, well, maybe there's a 50-50 balance. I don't know. But in in some of my circles, I see this happening a lot. And that is where... uh, children actually become these little idols for parents, meaning they are, they are, they are idolized. It's like Mm -hmm. they, they have, they have an unhealthy type of attention. They are, you know, everything is about just, you know, doting on them and every, you know, to where the, because the parents have essentially established a culture that says, yeah, you are the center of our family.
2: Yeah. And that happens a lot in weak marriages. Then, yeah. So, because one spouse will pour themselves into the kids and the parents will, you know, have the focus off. And so, where's the time? Okay. Uh, so my question now then is the, the original question. How much me is the right amount of me? How much me? Right? Because you say, Hey, it's not about you.
1: Okay. Well. So well, when you and I are together, it's a 20-80 split. Okay. So 20% you, 80% me. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: too good. So I'm thinking of this whole question over the course of a lifetime, right? Because we're talking about being single, right? And, and then I've got to do, take care of me and then socialize. But then you get married and, and how much of it is it about me? And, and then you it? have children and that's it. Change. And then you have kids that come along, you become a family and, And so it's interesting because I think work is the exception. Everybody who does what they ever have to do, do whatever they have to do at work to get paid and to keep their job. Mm -hmm. But you really see who a person is when they get home, when it's their time to do whatever they want to do. And so it seems to me if a person – I'm trying to put together this whole idea of me taking care of me and the idea of escaping Mm -hmm. because – um, escaping seems to fit with I'm alone a lot. And what am I going to do with my time? I'm alone a lot with me. And when I'm a kid and I don't know things, I can't figure out life when I'm a kid. I don't have answers to problems when I'm a kid. So I find things to entertain me, yeah. right? I'll escape into computer games or I'll escape into movies or I'll escape into fantasy. Um, people escape into porn. I mean, I'll escape into something. Because because one, I'm not practicing good skills and back and forth with another human being. Nobody's training me. Nobody's taking care of me. They're feeding me, but they're leaving me alone in emotional life and spiritual life and maturation. That's a difficult process. Somebody's gotta train you. Yeah. And if you're just alone with you and it's just me, then I'm gonna find a way to distract myself.
1: And so Well, you know what? And and, and I wanna pause on that for yeah. a second because you know the, one of the things that i wrote down here that that is part of kind of what you're getting at now is we were in some ways not only have we not maybe been been trained in in some of these relational aspects of how to connect relationally i think also we have very little to no training in how to be okay with you Alone, another.
2: You mean, with it, yourself alone or another person? No, with alone? yourself
1: alone. Because I, one of the things I wrote down here, as we were talking, just you said, "Hey, list some stuff out about this." It's about me. Fear was one mm-hmm. of the things I wrote. Not, and sometimes we we translate that into, well, you know, fear of intimacy with another person. Mm-hmm. I think some of it is fear of self awareness, fear of of you know, hey, if I get alone with myself. One of the reasons maybe I want to escape and distract is because if I take a really close look at my own heart, my own mind, oh my goodness, I see all the brokenness, the deficiencies, the you know, the lack of abandonment, left uh, yeah, alone, pain and, and all I this. Made. And so sometimes it's an it's not an escape necessarily from other people. Sometimes our our idolatry of self yeah. is even an escape from ourselves
2: yeah and that's why self-esteem always stumps me yeah if you know your darkest worst stupidest things and then people say well you should just tell yourself you're good you should esteem yourself it's like i know every dark secret i've done what are you talking about i need a god to esteem me exactly yeah so anyway so back to me when i have too much alone or me time i got to do something with it and mostly i think you're right i get confused i'm under trained I'm under-connected to other people. And when we're connected to other people, we're in training. Mm -hmm. We're in relationship. When a child follows a parent and the parent talks to that child, they're saying, okay, this is how you deal with life. This is what you look for as you go through life. Grab these things. Camp on those thoughts. Play here. This is a safe place. Guard yourself there. I mean, too, too much me means too much alone and too much sort of ignorance in terms of life. Mm-hmm. And so that whole thing is scary. So really, most of the people that don't know what to do with the me, they don't have a healthy balance of me. And I know this is a funny way to say this. They're escaping and they're masters at escaping because inside the themselves is just confusion and pain and loneliness and ugly feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you look, it looks to, to you like I'm just taking care of me. When reality is, I'm escaping. I'm escaping from I don't me, yeah. understand life. And when you and I want you want to talk to me about a deep topic, I glaze over and I want to get away. And then it looks like I'm only taking care of me. Yeah, I'm taking care of me. But as a kid, the only way I knew how to take care of me was to escape. So I made up fantasies, or I read comic books night and day, or played games, or I made.
1: You know what's interesting is you're saying that. I'm thinking of a, uh, of the phrase that we hear so many times, whether it be with a couple or whatever. How many times have you heard from a husband or a wife? You know, I just need some me time. Yes, and 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 you know, it, from from a healthy perspective, that can be a good thing. But I think the way it's most often thought of is, I need some time for me to escape from all of these yes, pressures of life. Right. And so they're thinking of me time kind of in that escapism mentality where yes, I think perfect. where I think where I think Jesus yeah, was perfectly it. fine with me time. But he was thinking of it. I'm going to go away to lonely places to pray.
2: Yes, that's exactly you know? right. <laughs> or I'm going to go sit with the guys and tell a story mm-hmm. and we're going to talk. And that that nurtures me. It nurtures them. It keeps me in community and relationship. Right. Or, or I'm going to take the three of the guys I'm closest to and we're going to go do this. You know, or I'm going to go show the guys how I'm going to do this healing thing. So, and I'm going to teach these guys what to say when you're in this situation
1: with evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think the important thing about that is, and this is something that I don't think is taught. But that's healthy me is what exactly, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that's not taught enough, not only in our homes, but not even in our churches. You know, because like you were saying, we're so sort of indoctrinated with, you know, serve others. It's about others. It's about, you know, service. And And while that's true. We we often just we don't even think about the fact that you know when the one of my favorite uh, lines about Jesus was when it talks about him withdrawing to lonely places to pray. Mm-hmm. It's the it actually says he often withdrew to lonely places to pray. This was a regular habit of his. It wasn't wow. it wasn't like you know so much of our gospel accounts are are about you know him healing and being with these crowds and all that. Mm. But, you know, you've got these little lines in there that show you, you know, hey, get a fuller picture of his life. And what did he do? Did
2: he go into more confusion and, and going, man, I got to escape from this life. It's too painful. No, he went into relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And he went into refreshment and renewal. He went into peace and rest, which is a healthy use of me we say how much of me is needed enough to keep sane in this crazy
1: world. And I would describe that cuz when as soon as you said escapism, I actually put next to it I said escapism versus solitude. Mm, and yes. I actually think, you know, yeah. in the same way that escapism is really a skill that you've developed. Yes, yes. I believe solitude is a skill to develop cuz solitude is more than just saying I'm going to go get alone. Because, hey, it's very easy for us to just go back to escape because we've we've trained ourselves into aloneness, meaning I'm going to escape. Now, think about it. Escape
2: is a skill, right? Escape is a survival skill. You've been
1: trained to escape. And I've trained myself,
2: right? And I've been given equipment to escape with, like games or something. But the point is, if I have to go back and look at me, remember, nobody trained me. I was left alone. There was too much quiet. There was an abandonment, neglect. There were people arguing in my household. It was difficult. I wanted to escape, escape, escape. Escape is a great skill for a kid who mm-hmm. doesn't know what else to do. You want to stay in pain? You want to stay in confusion? You feel worthless? You want to stay there? Or you want to escape from that? So I think at some level, escaping is a healthy skill.
1: Because it's that, all you had available to that's, you. Well, yeah. even
2: now, you know, we go watch a movie to escape, Right. Because it sort of changes our system. It takes us somewhere else. We get to laugh and play, right? There's a sense that it just breaks up things. But when you have the skill of escaping and you do it first and fast and you've done it a long time mm-hmm. and you don't even know how to use that, you know, that aspect of distracting yourself reasonably. But, but to a kid that has confusion in the me, it's a great skill. But then you put that guy in a marriage and his wife says, Okay, now talk to me. You've been working on you and, and organizing your inner world and and what you like and what hurts you and you have great insight into yourself. Now let's have a relationship and we can talk about You talk about the deeper things in you. Bring out the me, Mm -hmm. and I'll bring out the me, what's happy, what's sad, and we'll go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Well, that guy glazes over, and he wants to escape from this conversation right now because I had to leave the me because nobody helped me understand me. And I was a kid, and I only thought like a kid. I didn't understand life.
1: And the good news about that, though, and this is why I like describing it, and I think it's an accurate description in describing it as a skill is that means you can be retrained. Yes. So you can train to, to develop not only these relational skills, you can also develop the skill of solitude with Jesus as the example of, okay, he made it a regular mm. habit to withdraw to lonely places to do what? To pray, to connect with his heavenly father. Right. So maybe when you're, when you're getting alone, and you're feeling those twinges of I, I, I'm overwhelmed by life, I'm over, overwhelmed by my own pain. Rather than going into whatever little aspect of training your escapism has taught you, when you start to redirect and and develop the skill of then taking those issues to your Heavenly Father and connecting in that way, certainly also connecting to others. But even like worship, retrain. You're, right? you're yeah. saying –
2: Right, that's it. Take it in there because you go, what am I supposed to do with God? Right. Well, start a dialogue and say, hey, I'm feeling lonely now. God, I need your presence here or put on a praise song and worship. But but try to be quiet and be still. Because I think a lot of people have a lot of turmoil inside, and they're scared of their own turmoil.
1: I will tell you this, just as a little a little aside, is that one of the little little tricks or tips that's helped me when I have those when I have that confusion. Because you know, I still get alone sometimes and go, "Oh, you know, what am I going to do?" And you, and the, you know, you, you, I feel like I want to escape. A lot of times, and, and I'm confused about, well, how do I really, you know, begin this dialogue with God? A lot of times, what I'll do is I'll just open up to the Psalms. And I will, in essence, read God's word back to him. <laughs> it's oh, In other words, good. like pray the word to him. So because the Psalms, man, are so filled with emotion and there's a lot of there's mm. a lot of talk to God in the Psalms. And so sometimes that's a great way to kind of get get that uh, pump primed a little bit of how am I going to have this conversation?
2: Now, it's interesting because we are trying, we're like at the tip of the iceberg in terms of this dialogue. Oh yeah. Because if you have spent 20 or 30 or 40 years escaping, this may be just a new concept to you, which is the beginning, you know? You, you have to find some material and a friend and desire and go on a new walk to move from me and escaping and escaping means too much tv too much video too much movies gaming you could escape into worry and be consumed with worry or fears or doubts right people get obsessions you could escape into all porn you can find lots of things you know to fill your time with to escape into but the dilemma is when you're practicing those skills you're not practicing healthy connecting right because mm-hmm. that's the opposite healthy connecting with others and with the father And and the skill needed in a marriage with your wife and your kids are now saying, "Tell me about life. What do you know? Don't make me so. Don't help me develop the sense of I'm alone and I have no trainer, and I'm a kid and I can't figure it out. And the whole thing scares me. So I'll just escape."
1: Hey, what do you think about this? Because as you were saying that, I thought, you know, what if, you know. What if, as we think through this, instead of, instead of having this phrase, it's all about me in our head, what if we started transitioning that? And maybe this is something, listeners, that you can start, uh, you know, sort of repeating yourself. Steve likes to talk to himself. So he, yes, he has true. These, he has these, you know, conversations that he has, you know, one of his favorite things to say is when his, he starts going down one particular path, he just says, stop it. You know what you're doing. And you know, just kind of have this conversation. Maybe this is the phrase you could replace it's all about me with. And instead, say it's all about connecting, because that's not saying it's not about me. Because remember, we're talking about there's there's healthy me, right? There's healthy yeah. self care. Yeah. But what is it really about? It's about connecting. It's about connecting with God. It's about connecting with mm-hmm. my spouse, connecting with my kids, connecting with other brothers or sisters in Christ. It's also about connecting with me.
2: So I think this. Can- so now this is wonderful. So could you give us a before where you were? It's all about me. Can you go back and remember when you were in the the thick of it about me? Mm -hmm. And then because I think you're putting the two pieces together. So could you do that one more time? Just repeat what you said because you said it's perfect, but give me the before so they can look at your life and say, guess where folks? I'm going to tell you right here, right now. That's what, you know, and this is, and I, and this is hope folks, right? You're listening to the hope right here.
1: Well, because the before was, was filled with confusion, uh, you know lots of doubt, pain, shame, mm-hmm. because whenever essentially that paradigm it's all about me is firmly in place there's it doesn't lead to joy, it doesn't lead to any sort of mm. sense of purpose, satisfaction, contentment, and so as as we as we transition from it's all about me. So now it's all about connecting. Yes,
2: but community pause right here because it's all about me and surviving. Yeah, right. That's what you're saying. When I hear all the pain and the stress, it's all about me. But what I whisper underneath is in my survival because that's the best I can do with life.
1: And what recovery can then do is begin to train. You know, it's been a training process for me to say, okay, if it's about connecting, it doesn't it doesn't eliminate me from the the situation. But it changes my role in the situation. It's not about everything needing to be focused on me and everything needing to be about me and, and I've got to get what I want. And no, it's like I have a – in fact, it's interesting when, when, uh, when I think John said, you know, I must decrease, he must increase. He yeah. wasn't saying I'm being eliminated. He's saying, no, man, our roles right. are totally different now. Yeah. I was just preparing the way. I got to get out of the way now for, for him. So, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I hope this at least starts a dialogue in your own mind. Please contact us if you want us, want help on your journey, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast.
0: Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.